Low Elo is made possible thanks to the generous support of listeners just like you. For more information, visit LowElo.com. Listening to the only new budget podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. Low Elo. It's a dark, cold world out there. There's a time to live and a time for a man to die. This week in the North American LCS promotion series, Dignitas retains their seat and Hotshot GG does not break up CLG. Meanwhile, Complexity and Marn make way for Quantic Gaming and Velocity Esports. This is episode 71 of Low Elo. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Gamer, and with me as always is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compy386. What, what? Yeah, gonna throw down in the house. Uh, I, th- I think we we already did the rapping with, thing. With the women's this all week, over. This week is uh, opera, Compy. Oh. Uh... This is my host, his name is Compy, and then there's Darkski, he's from Australia. Opera's dumb. I am from Australia. I, th- I think all I did was sing, like, what, you know, what's that uh, Italian, like, when the moon hits your eye like a all big I, pizza pie. All I know is, is the Ace Ventura version of that song. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure we didn't do anything that resembles <laughs> opera right there. But Darkski will rap now. <laughs> um No. I don't think Darkski will. Uh One of let the... me just check. Hang on, hang on. Hey Darkski, you gonna rap? Nah man, nah, nah, nah. Nah, I'm sorry, he's not going to do it. Oh, one God, of he's... these one of these weeks we're gonna get you to rap. It's gonna be awesome. Like he's just gonna throw down. He's gonna bust so many sick rhymes. Yeah, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be illin to the max. <clears throat> Lowy low slogan right there. Right. <laughs> it's not the only League of Legends podcast. It's the only League of Legends podcast that's illin to the max. <laughs> this week, Ezreal goes blue. Will he ever go back? Crowdsourcing champion changes, and we bore you to death with talk about the new Sejuani. See what I did there? Bore. Yeah. I get it. But get it big. F- but first, the All-Star Games are just around the corner, and it's been announced that we have what we have to look forward to in Shanghai, including intense competition amongst the greatest players in the world as they fight 1v1 at Baron Pit. Gosh, they are doing something, and they haven't announced the like particulars of it, but they're calling it 
what are they calling it? The All Star Skills Competition. Yeah, the All Scar, the, the All Star Skills Competition. And that would be even better. The All Scara Skills Competition. <laughs> and All Scar All Mid. Yeah, All Scar All Mid, and all he does is show us how good he is. From what we can tell, they're going to do like one v. It's going to be lane matchups. Yeah, and it's going to be one v one for top mid and two v two for bottom, and then I guess the junglers are going to go at it somehow. But I think that's the, hilarious. I think they should just jungle till they're 18. And then fight. And then fight. <laughs> fight at Baron Pit. How do you, can you counter jungle in, in a game where there's only junglers? Um, I think that just means that's team fighting, Compi. <laughs> but it's stupid. It sounds so dumb. Now, we don't know a lot of the particulars of it, but from what my guess, my prediction is it's going to be like the best Riven NA tournament. Yeah, it'll probably be like the best Riven NA tournament, which is to say that, you know, I'm, there are going to be a lot of people who get a kick out of it. But the one one thing I don't like about it is that it's... Uh, it's so... It's like they're silly. blessing it. They're blessing, like, this childish... Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, who says, you know, 1v1 at Baron? And like, yeah. like actually means it. Exactly. Not saying it as a joke, but like <laughs> they actually want to one v one you at Baron because they think that's what the game is about. Yeah, and it, it's it, like Riot is like, it's not I, the best word I can think is blessing. They're they're saying it's okay for this to exist, which I disagree with. Yeah, it's. I think it's pretty ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous, and it's it's not a good you know gauge of. Of, of skill, especially when you're talking about team play and everything. I understand that that's not necessarily what it's about. I understand that we do home run tournaments and, you know, dunk tournaments dunk and contests, stuff like that. Yeah. But that's not like, you know, you versus the pitcher or something like that. These are, you know, tests of, you know, skill or style that are judged. And it's, it's just, you know, yeah, I'm going to show off, which... Unfortunately, you can't really do in League of Legends. You know, you can't be like, show us your best skill combo. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, QEWR. And everyone's just like, whoa, didn't see that coming. 7.6 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You and stuck the landing. Yeah. It's, it's like funny. Watching, because... Let's watch uh, Ezreal's teleport over Baron Pit. Oh, he got really close to Baron on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Like the the uh, League of Legends Olympics, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh, no, it, the the All Star game. You know, we went to Worlds, the Worlds season two, and they had an All Star game that was kind of a surprise, and it was hilarious. I mean, it was like the warm up before the actual matches started, and it was it was a fun time. The casting was pretty hilarious. You know, we, it was like Scara and. Uh, the guy from Najin Sword, I forget his name. But, you know, throwing all these people had never played together on a team. So that was the stupid fun thing they did for Worlds, was the All-Star game. Now they're doing an All-Star game, they have to come up with a new stupid fun thing to fill time. And it looks like it's going to be 1v1 at Baron. Yeah, I just, I, I wish it wasn't. It's gonna it's gonna be funny, you know. Like if Rivington will get in there and like cast. Yes, and free. it is. It is gonna be funny because it, some like on the jungle, like the jungler ones will be hilarious because someone's going to invade and the game is gonna be over in like you know the first minute. Well, we don't we don't know the exact win conditions. You know, it could be first tower, or first kill. You know, 
but for the jungle ones, it could be anything. Whoever yeah. can kill, First whoever can kill dragon, <laughs> whoever can kill dragon, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. uh, I don't know it. It's it's awful gimmicky, and yeah. I hope I really and that's what I fear though. I don't want this to come across as a gimmick. You know, I, I want the All Star game. I mean, the, the All Star game that we got at Worlds was. You know, it was silly and unexpected. It was like, oh, lol, you know, let's get them all together and do this. That's not what this competition is. Now, there are going to be some moments, just because you have a bunch of players that aren't necessarily used to playing with each other on the same team. But, you know, I want them to be fighting for national pride here. Well, national pride, because there are actual stakes in this. You know, whoever wins the the, uh, All-Star game, uh, what is it? They get to send an extra team to the worlds. I mean, that's that's big. That's something to fight for. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I want them to be serious about those games, and I don't want this. Like, I feel like this is a distraction and perhaps a needless one. I mean, I almost feel like they should have just done like an All Star A Ram or something like that. It's why the NBA All Star Game is better than going to like a Harlem Globetrotters game. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is. It's like it's like the WWF or W you know, it's like wrestling. Fake <laughs> wrestling. It's a show. It's, it's right. I don't know, it's not gonna be scripted, but you know, it's silly. Right. Right. It's yeah, it I, I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. I hope we're wrong. Well, they they have all been scrimming pretty hard for it. Well, yeah, no, but I'm. And, we're and, talking about not the actual All Star Game. We're talking about the. I know. I'm. I'm saying that while these one v one barons are, <laughs> you know, <laughs> going to be gimmicky and distraction, the pros aren't putting any stock in it. Really, yeah. They're, they're just going to show up and be like, okay, we need to do the All Star Games, and you know, whoever's organizing it, right, red beers, and you're like, wait, wait, wait. One of you want a Baron Burr. Right. And they're going to, ah, and they'll go and do it. And then we'll get our good games. And everyone will swiftly forget about the skills matchup because who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I see it anyway. I think that should be an official game format. The the 1v1 at Baron. <laughs> yeah, new map. It's just yep. Baron. Yeah, it there should, we go. Brand new map. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's Baron right at the center. <laughs> No, 25 minutes in, the game just pauses, right, Redbeard joins the game, and picks two random players, one of you on a Baron, and just teleports them there. Like the support versus the mid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I am looking forward to the All-Star game. I don't want anyone to uh, think that this is me not being enthusiastic about it. I'm just not enthusiastic about this one other part. And it's probably for the same reason that I'm not enthusiastic about ARAMs and why I could care less about anything related to ARAM. You heard it here first. Jeff hates fun. <laughs> not what I said. <laughs> but, yeah, I hate fun. We'll just work with that. Um, okay, just speaking of fun things that I hate... Blue Ezreal. I'm just going to leave this one to you two, because quite frankly, it sickens me. It, it, and that's what it does to us as well. Because <laughs> oh, we I'm also suddenly hate, back in this conversation. We also hate fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like blue cheese. It's just sickening, but you can't <laughs> stop eating it. 
I well, like blue cheese. Exactly. When did, we, when did we first start start noticing this, Bill? It's been a few weeks. I want to say a month even. Um, you know, I, I think it's ever since they made the change to uh, the Elder Lizard jungle item, Spirit of the Elder yeah. Lizard, that we've started to see uh, blue build. I mean, we always joked about blue build before with other items, but now it's like people actually are just building blue. Yeah, and I before it it has been coined the blue build now because all the items are blue except for Bork, which is purple. Um, purple is yeah, a shade of blue. But as you know, before that, before it became a thing, Darcy, <clears throat> Darsky and I called it the stupid as real build. <laughs> the stupid as real build. <laughs> yeah, and we would see people do it, and and uh, let's see, what is it exactly? It's what are the items, Darcy? It's Bork, uh, Muramana, Bork. Uh, was it Frozen Fist, Iceborn Gauntlet, whatever it's supposed to be, Last Whisper, Spirit of the Lizard Elder, and the uh, cooldown boost, Ionian Boots. Yeah. So all the blue items, and it's all on hit. And it's... There was a post recently that did a lot of the math, and it's actually uh, the mid-game is a little bit better than a quote-unquote standard Ezreal build, but... I still maintain that it's stupid. It's abusive. Yeah, it's it yeah. It, it's abusive it of of Ezreal having a stupid kit. Yeah, Ezreal is the only champion that can pull this off because of the way his kit functions, and I don't know how you could really change it beyond just as I as Compi and I have said quite a lot on stream. Make it so Iceborne Gauntlet is melee only. Ha- any range that can use that is so strong and then you put it on Ezreal and <clears throat> slow fields every two seconds didn't they make a change to the Iceborne Gauntlet to make it more powerful for melee yes it works oh. now I've been put on the spot by myself there was uh-huh. what items <laughs> used there used to be items that were more effective for melee than ranged I know Lizard Elder is like that like the actual buff or at least it was in season 2 so uh, it, it functions like that. But frozen Mallet it, slows more if you're melee, yeah. I believe. But it's kind of irrelevant for frozen uh, for Iceborne Gauntlet because Ezreal can put a slow field down almost constantly. Yeah, because his cooldown is just so low. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if his cooldown is low enough, he has the range. So even if you move out of range of him, he's just going to bounce back in and slow you again and get a whole bunch of extra hits i'm not saying it's not stupid i'm not saying that it's not abusive but like the the standard if this is really a problem the standard answer of well let's just modify the on hit values for ranged attacks for these uh different items doesn't work yeah i think it should just simply this this build will be gone if Iceborne Gauntlet does no, no longer works with ranged attacks. What else would that impact? Is there anybody else building Iceborne Gauntlet competitively on ranged characters? Competitively? Nidalee Nidalee. is probably the only other champion that will build it, and she's yeah. half melee anyway. So. Right. Okay. Okay. So she gets some kind of bonus. I don't know. That, that might be an answer. That might be an answer. I, I really haven't wrapped my head around it fully, because I think the build is dumb, but I think it's... I don't think it's Iceborne Gauntlet's fault. I mean, Iceborne Gauntlet is a problem, but um, I don't think that the reason the build is so good, uh, the build is effective is Iceborne Gauntlet. I think it's 
just Ezreal having a really powerful yeah. kit. Yeah, um, yeah. He exploits, you know, that aspect of Iceborne Gauntlet. It's like a, it's a perfect storm of opinus is what it is. Yeah. Like, well, it's just the cooldown on it as well just goes so well with Ezreal. I mean, that Frozen Fist giving him the cooldown, giving him more mana, which buffs the damage of the Miramana. You know, it's just, you're right. It's it's a perfect storm of opinus. And I don't know what they can do, honestly, uh, because it is so specific to Ezreal, other than nerf Ezreal. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's funny because Ezreal kind of disappeared in pro play for a while. You know, he was like no, at the end of season two and kind of in the beginning of season three when people were still hanging on to the season two meta. You know, Ezreal was number one pick ban. By a lot of teams. Yeah, and it's because we were in the midst of the mobility meta, and now we're in the midst of... Uh, has anyone given the current meta a name? Uh, no. Okay, because I, I want to... Um, like, it needs to be something aggressive. Like, it, it really is an I've aggro. I've heard League of Gap Closers. <laughs> League of Gap Closers, okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that may be it. That uh, we have lots of gap closers, you know, we're, we're starting to see more blitz. We're starting to, I mean, Thresh has obviously been huge, and uh, but maybe the fact, a- but to my point, the fact that this build has come out and now we're seeing it in pro play, and that's the only Ezreals we are seeing in pro play now are blue Ezreals, and it's like, I don't know, is that okay? Is it okay for this to exist? I'm wrestling with that question. I think it's okay for it to exist only because I think it's okay for Jarvan to exist. <laughs> Is that a fair argument? I mean, you know, Jarvan gets to move three screens at a time at any given time. I think Ezreal gets to slow Jarvan and walk away. And then the moment that, that Jarvan's no longer an issue, then Ezreal will no longer be an issue. Okay. So the the solution, <laughs> the, solution the, the twisted solution Ezreal to is Blue to Ezreal Jarvan. is nerf Jarvan. <laughs> yeah, I totally see that. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for Jarvan, Blue Ezreal wouldn't, wouldn't need to exist. I, I'm, you know what? I, I just think that I, I, the real thing I'm saying here is that I think Blue Ezreal is only good because of the, me- of the evolution of the metagame. I think that he's good because we moved away from that mobility metagame and now we have champions like Jarvan making up, you know, massive jungle picks and all these huge gap closers. And those came into play. Why? Because we had champions that couldn't escape like Misfortune and Caitlyn taking up roles in the AD slot, you know, and... What's the logical response to those roles being shut down by, you know, big beefy junglers and big beefy top lanes? Well, if Renekton's going to jump on them all the time, let's bring back Ezreal. Let's get the Corky Graves back in here. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't jump on Corky Graves. That's a, I have experimented with the blue build on other AD carries, and uh, it met with some success. I mean, I've tried it on Varus. Yeah. Uh, but it just no one can abuse everything in the build like yeah. Ezreal can. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the way the way it all fits together, 
What do you guys think now? I mean, now that it's kind of it's received that pro play stamp of approval, um, is it a real thing? Do you do we encourage people to build it? Uh, is it situational? Is AD just flat out better? It's. I mean, let's. I encourage people to understand what the build is before they go and build it. No, nah, screw the understanding. That... I want absolutes, a- anecdotal evidence only. <laughs> You're saying conjecture. Those are yes, kinds of evidence. This, right. this is the most OP thing ever, and you should build it on every Ezreal ever. Make sure you got five Ezreals or six on a team, and just all go blue. No, <laughs> all blue all the time. But what what Darcy is saying is that it is a kite and poke build. That's what it's supposed to do. In yeah. a straight up fight where you're you're planning your feet and fighting, the standard AD Ezreal wins. But yeah, if you're, because he gets to do auto attacks between his shifts. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you're, you know, and that's why I hate it. I hate those ultra mobile. I mean, it's it's another. That's why I hate Lee Sin. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. I want to encourage people to try it, but I also want to like say, dude, come on, don't play that. Don't be a dick. Let's let's do this as a let's do this as a combo package and nerf Lee Sin and Jarvan at the same time. Yeah, to, it's, and, if it's okay for Lee Sin to exist, then Blue Ezreal can exist. <laughs> right. You know what? Let's go one step further and just nerf everything we don't like. Yeah, I'll be done with it. I, you know what? I think that's great. Nerf, nerf the world. Yeah. <laughs> nerf world hunger. Everyone has ten hit points, and every attack does one damage. Right. <laughs> go and and every <laughs> nope there are no abilities there are no items and everyone is a melee champion with equal range and movement speed yeah. in fact you know what better yet everybody is a ward they all we all have three hit points yeah. <laughs> this silly. game is stupid <laughs> That's, that's a stupid idea. Yeah. I wish I had legs. <laughs> on on the upside, on the upside, I think Nerf World Hunger is a great name for a charity. Oh yeah, like a gaming based charity. We should look that up. Because if it doesn't exist, then uh, you know, send checks for Nerf World Hunger to or or per- non perishables. You know what? Here's a better one: Nerf Orphans. <laughs> is, no. Yeah? No. What? No. That's, you don't like if, I, if you're I, nerfing the you want to nerf the fact that there there are orphans. Yeah, but that's you don't not want as to good nerf of a name. the orphans themselves. <laughs> like give them less food and less opportunities. No, you're, no, you're a monster. Because, no, I need to make them a little bit more OP. <laughs> get get them a college education or something like that. Yeah, but that would be buffing them. Oh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair Buff enough. orphans. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Buff orphans. Anyway, Blue Ezreal. <laughs> He's stupid. If you, if you do it, you're a jerk. <laughs> That's the official word. That's the official okay. word? Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, final word on it before we go talking about buffing orphans and giving them food and education. No, we already talked about that, man. Blue Ezreal is worse than a standard AD build for the first 15 minutes of the game. For the next 15 minutes, he's better. And then he is worse again. That is how it works, okay? 
You wanted basics and absolutes? That is it. Okay. okay. Move on. Next topic. All right. Next topic. Crowdsourcing <laughs> champion change. So there was an interesting thread uh, that uh, Compi steered me towards, and I'm sure he got it from somewhere interesting like Reddit, where uh, Riot Zelenath was asking players what they think about Xerath and why no one plays him. The basic uh, way that this thread went is Riot Zelenath gets in there and says that Xerath has a 51% win rate uh, in like pro play, a 50% win rate everywhere else, and he has a really cool backstory, according to him, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I remember reading through it once, That's and I was why not I compelled. Champions, yeah, cool backstories. But, but that he was a really cool champion, and why isn't anyone playing him? And uh, I mean, besides, like to me, there's a lot of obvious issues. But that's not what we're talking about here. Our, what we're we're not here to talk about all of the reasons why Zareth is not played and why nobody likes him. What was interesting is that everyone gave those reasons already. And then Zelnath replied with, Okay, I understand that this is what you don't like about him. Now why don't you tell me what you do like about him? And what you, or I think it was the other way around. He said, Okay, I understand what you like about him. Now tell me all the things you don't like. And actually sat there having a conversation with the community and then distilling all of their posts and points down to, It sounds like these are the changes that we need to make. I'm going to go talk to the design team and uh, we're going to roll ourselves with a new Zareth. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, my initial well, you reaction... Don't, you don't want to put the course of change into the hands of the general forums? Well, you know, everyone talks about how the Greeks invented democracy, but they also thought it was a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm also, I am in that camp of thinking democracy is a terrible idea. Uh, I, I don't want the people on the forums deciding how things are going to change. I want the top-down elitist, Morello says this and he's right. That's what I like, that's what I'm used to. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm more satisfied with the decisions when it's just blatant idea theft of low elo. Mm-hmm, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about before how Morello, he's like our number one fan. Yeah, seriously. Um, but, but, I mean, in all seriousness, though, I, I think I have the same reservations that you do, where it may not seem like such a great idea to go to the masses and ask them what they think is wrong with a champion. Now, I'm sure that he must be going in. You know, there, We, of course, don't have a full, complete story. Um, Zelenath isn't in the room with us here. But he must be going in with statistics and knowing like what their goals are and all that and what's inappropriate and what is appropriate. And well, so it, it seems to me like he probably has half of it figured out already. Well, and we know that Riot uses like uh, uh, popularity as the biggest way to, to make changes. You know, Twitch and Eve, they were very unpopular, so they changed them. Uh, Sejuani, very unpopular. They changed her. Trendle, very unpopular. But... In a game where there's over 100 champions now, it, is it is that not always going to be the case? That there's someone always on the bottom? It's like, is the goal to make every champion played an equal amount? Hmm. I mean... I, I don't know. I can't, I can't really answer that. Are these putting... <laughs> is, or is this entire effort, like, putting band-aids on the dam, you know? 
Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really. Sh- I'm just not sure what their goal is, like long term, where where they want each champion. If they want everyone to be equal, I have a feeling that there's probably like a, you know, a standard deviation that they want everyone to be within, and then everybody outside of that gets attention. You know, it's like if if a champion has a sixty percent win ratio in all queues, they probably need to be looked at. You know, if if a champion instead has like a thirty percent win ratio in all queues, and nobody's playing them, then likewise, you know, need to be looked at. So, but what? Where do they want everyone to fall in? That, I mean, that's we. But the, as if there's there's if there's always going to be a pro scene, there's always going to be flavors of the month. Agreed, agreed. I mean, and they're and but they're not. And, and the thing is. They're not going to be born out of a ch- single champion being OP, as much as we like to joke about it, yeah. with blue blue Ezreals and Jarvins and things and, like that. And Renekton, like, <clears throat> yeah, suddenly and re- the god of top lane for some reason. Right. <laughs> um, it, it, but all of those, it's a result of the evolving metagame. You know, it's it's just a rock paper scissors. You know, the uh, the mobility game meant that champions you know that you know we had different champions in the jungle as soon as the mobility game goes away those champions change as soon as those champions change it opens up new possibilities for ad carries again it's just it's cyclical people are always going to be looking for what beats the different roles and that means that suddenly when you need a jarvan jarvan starts to look really good (laughs) and this is a, a big um a, a big hurdle that I think a lot of beginning players have is they don't even know what a metagame is. Right. Like, every competitive game has a metagame in the history of competitive games. Basketball has a metagame. Rock, paper, right? scissors. <laughs> right now, everyone's talking about, oh, three-point shots. But, you know, if... Dude, if those things are the OP. Game, they got one more point. I know. It's stupid. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're brand new and you're not into the meta, don't pay any attention to it i i have my theory is that you can be a blissfully ignorant summoner your entire career in league of legends without paying attention at all to the meta yeah it's called playing aram um for for those of us who live in the real world though and want to play summoners rift i think it's good maybe not to be like all studying up on the meta or anything well that, like that. that's what i'm but, talking about i'm not I'm, you should know who your weak matchups are and who your strong matchups are, and learn to accept that that you're going to have to play a different game. If you you know if your main is Master Yi, you might have to play a different game on the day that you end up against uh, Lee Sin. Uh, yeah, Lee Sin <laughs> versus the day you end up against. Why can't I remember his name? He's a stupid guy who looks like Stephen Colbert and is, has a hammer that turns into a crossbow. Jace, thank you. Jace. Looks yeah. like Stephen Colbert. Okay, well, let me let me clarify. What I, I don't mean ignore the meta. I mean like don't overstudy it. You know, don't okay. get so wrapped up. Of course, you know we want the basic meta of like AD support, AP mid, top, and jungler. We want that meta. That meta you learn that, but you learn that from playing. And you know? heck, even even that, I think if people were a little bit more fluid in the way they pick champions, they could even overcome that. But it's just, it's so easy to, I mean, it's so easy and it's so good. Yeah, but what I hate is the flavor of the month stuff. 
you know, this is so good right now, I'm going to play this. And I think that new players get intimidated by that and, and don't even know that that's happening sometimes. Mm-hmm. But my, my advice to you there is just don't worry about it. Yep. Just play Warwick and nothing but Warwick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No matter what the meta is, you know, <laughs> Warwick is a great, you know, standby jungler for Jeff. You know, yes, we know he is, <laughs> he, is a, he is an eternally mediocre if, jungler. If Jeff left the game for six months, <laughs> didn't pay any attention to it, came back, he could play Warwick and then we'd be fine. No, because you, you know that the moment that if I were to leave, heaven forbid, um, if I were to leave the game for six months, like one weekend they'd remake Warwick, <laughs> you know. And I'd come back, and I'd I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to jungle with Warwick, and I'd suddenly find out that he's like a a ranged AP, (laughs) you know, ranged AP tank with a teleport, which he kind of isn't at all. (laughs) (laughs) it, It would just happen, but... I know what you're saying. Build anchor champions, champions that you can trust. Learn your matchups and branch out to others and learn their matchups and understand what your role will be in the game, even if the other roles change. And just because a champion beats the crap out of you doesn't mean it's OP. It just means that, you know what, they might have a better matchup against you. Either carry harder or learn a way to get around it. Mm -hmm. Better yet, get your team to carry carry harder for you. Yeah. Switch lanes. Go somewhere else. Renekton top is stupid. I'm going mid. (laughs) Double mid. Someone cover top for me. Jungler never ganks. Am I helping? Yes, I believe so. (laughs) Okay. All right. That that sounds exactly like what you're doing right now. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just a little bit giddy today. No idea why. (sighs) Ah. Wait a minute, I know why. Sejuani. Mm. We get to talk about Sejuani today, guys. Yeah. What's a Sejuani? Uh, she's that champion that's been riding around on a pig, swinging her own penis around like she's, you know, hot stuff. Oh, boar lady. Yeah, okay. boar lady. There you Fla- go. Flailing. Her own penis is flailing. Oh, man. It's a flail. You realize we've done, like... <laughs> Over a year of opinus, yeah, yeah, it's crazy that we've we have a we have a standing joke like that going for this long. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay, so Sijuani, she was remade same time that we saw Lissandra come out, same time that we saw uh, Trundle get remade, and uh, I mean she needed it. I started playing her right before, and there were definitely some issues, but. I I thought she was still all right. The changes that she made, now that I think we've all had a chance to play with her some more, either on the team or as her, in the various positions that she may or may not be intended for, can agree that Sejuani today is much better than Sejuani of yesteryear. Yeah. And right on the heels of that big discussion about how I hate flavor of the months, I don't suggest you do this, but if you go lol king some stats, throw some stats at you. The past month, Sejuani has the second highest win ratio of any champion in the league. Oh, does she really? Wow. Yep. Very impressive. I mean, well, and 
Maybe she could use some tuning. Maybe it's just the surprise of Sejuani and people need to adjust to playing against her, which is, I think, really what it comes down to is people need to adjust playing to a Sejuani that can actually win. Yeah. And I mean, before you could just kind of ignore her for an entire team fight. Pretty now much. you've got to figure out a way around her because she's hard to kill and she dishes it out. Yeah. So and and to for your earlier point, you said that she needed some work. Did she? Um I, I really I, think she did. I, I always th- thought Sejuani was sleeper OP. Really? Like, I think that uh well I think here's why she needed attention. Because uh if you tried to build damage on Sej- old Sejuani she was an ineffective champion. Whereas, and that, and that pigeonholed you into building tanky. And if you built tanky on Sejuani, you were required to have a team around you to do any sort of damage whatsoever. So the, the, I think the thought was is that you gave her, she only had one build option before, and that one build option required the presence of a team. Now she has multiple options. I've, you can build her with damage. You can build her solo. You can build her team fight oriented. You can build her as a chaser. You know, it's there's there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. I don't think she needed the change because she was underpowered. She needed the change because she wasn't interesting. She was boring. Yeah, exactly. And and I think <laughs> that that was the that was the reason why they did it. I think they actually said that. That they rebuilt Sejuani because she was boring. And people didn't enjoy playing her. It's, you know, it, I mean, that's one of the best reasons to do it, right? From Riot's standpoint. I like playing old Sejuani mid. <clears throat> <laughs> I played that mid. Uh, you played everything mid. <laughs> I played you Sejuani mid, too. It's actually pretty fun. Oh, I bet. Albeit, you really have to rely on going and roaming. Oh, do well, you really? Do for for those <laughs> yeah. of me, I have yet to play her new. So, what exactly changed? Okay, okay. So here's here's the big one. Oh, well, there's several big ones. <laughs> I say here's the big one, and then I realize, no, wait, there's a lot of cha- stuff that changed. When she first changed, I was telling people the thing they needed to pay attention to was that uh, Flail of Northern Winds, her W, uh, now reset her auto attack, which is still significant. But let's move that back a little bit. Let's start off with her passive because that's a big change. So now Frost Armor. I'm going to read this straight off. Damage an enemy with an ability or basic attack. You get 10 to 25 bonus armor based on, uh, based on your level. It also reduces movement sl- uh, slowing effects. So just movement slowing, not impairing. It's not like, uh, like Merc Treads or anything like that. But uh, it reduces movement slowing effects by 10 to 25% for two seconds. And if you continue to hit stuff, you can stack this buff for up to eight seconds. Yeah. So uh, you can run around in a team fight eight seconds with 25 bonus armor and 25% uh, reduction of movement slowing effects, which is nutty. That it makes her a nutty. great chaser. Because people who think they can rely on slows to get away from her in non-teamfight situations can't. She's too quick. And one of the problem and one of the reasons she's so quick is not just her passive, but it's also the update to Arctic Assault. Arctic Assault is her gap closer. It's her uh, charge. And it's always been good. 
It was good before. It's good now. It starts with a 15-second cooldown, goes to an 11-second cooldown. So it's not exactly spammable, and it is expensive, but now it does damage. And that was something that was missing. Now, it one, it has a 40% AP ratio. I'm not seeing anyone build AP on her. I still haven't built AP on her. A little bit scared to even try that, but who knows? It might be hilarious. Um, but it does up to 160 base damage, but it also does percentage health damage on hit. And on, the, we, on the charge. Yes, on the and charge. Like, like everything you hit with it? Like it's still AoE, right? Or is it? Yeah, it, it's still yeah. AoE, but um, what it is is it does its damage, uh, the flat amount of damage, plus a percentage of the target's max health. So not their current health, their max health, and it knocks them up into the air for a stun. Wow. Gap closer, percentage health, knock into the air. And percentage max health, much better than percentage current health. Yes. And it's a lot, too. It starts, at four, it starts at 4%, ends at 12%. You can't, you can't mitigate, you can't reduce knock up. I mean... Yeah. <coughs> no, that's that explains a lot. Why yeah. Sejuani is the second highest win rate right now. Yeah, it's you know the the reset on her flail is very important, especially to junglers. But the thing that's winning her games right now, if you had to pick only one, is Arctic Assault. Because now she gets to tear up tanks. She gets to tear up, you know, the back line. No one can get away from her. She's terrifying. Well, and not to mention, I mean, the ult. I mean, I yes, that was yeah, what, and of course her ult. <laughs> that's what I thought. The old Sejuani was OP because her ult was really good. Mm-hmm. Now it was hard to hit a lot of times. A lot yeah. of, I mean, I miss so many Sejuani ults. But now, if you miss, it like explodes, right? And you get some effect out of it, right? So yeah, they you get a slow out of it. Even buffed her ult, which was why I thought she was well, sleeper OP. The old ult, if you missed it, it still stunned. Though. Yeah. Um, but it was less forgiving. I think what yeah. they did in this one is they made it so it's more forgiving, but if you but it's like flat out. If you miss, you slow. Yeah. It's a big slow ninety percent. Yeah. I believe it's like it the, the box. Slow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. pretty big. I don't know if it's ninety yo, no, you're right. It's ninety percent. It's ninety percent. And it's uh one point five to two seconds. So no matter what, it's a pretty significant amount of time. And it's definitely enough time for her to catch up. And because, you know, it does damage, it does damage, she gets in there and she permafrosts you, and then that's everybody going back down to, you know, fifty to seventy percent. And never mind that it can be cast like off screen. Yeah, it's got a like two it's got Jarvins a donkey away. range. <laughs> it's it's ra- it it has a range of like eleven hundred or twelve hundred or something like that. It's pretty dumb, um, but it really what it is is all of that comes together. And she still doesn't do very much damage outside of her Q, outside of her charge. But it's that yeah. her damage never stops. That's the key to it. It's like it's just constant. It's always ticking down, and it comes with these little bursts from her Q. It's almost like a singed, but instead of you know not chasing him, you don't want her chasing you. <laughs> it's like yeah. the opposite way around, you know. <laughs> yeah, 
And I think the, uh, and I brought this up earlier, I think the one thing, the big thing you have to watch out for with Sejuani is because you have that long range alt and because you have that OP charge is you can suffer a little bit from Hecarim Syndrome, which is when you get so far ahead of your team that you do a really good initiate if other people had been around. No way, man. <laughs> Team's noob should have bought boots. Yeah, it's, it's not the Hecarim Syndrome, it's the Jeff Syndrome. He does that on, like, it doesn't matter what he's playing. He'll be playing Warwick, and he'll have his E buff up. He's like, where's my team? It's like, we're back here with 380 movement speed. We don't have 500. But, but okay, so to improve team communication, one thing Jeff always does, and he's always done this, is he'll say, my ult's up. Yes. Even though there's a little green circle and everyone can see, you know, when Jeff says my ult's up, that means he's probably about to use it. <laughs> so the rest of the team needs to, like, get into position where they can chase and capitalize on that ult. Yeah. You know what? Here, let's do an impromptu. This wasn't planned. Impromptu playbook. Things you should let your team know about that not everyone lets their team know about. Everyone pings when someone is missing. And if you're in Skype, everyone says, eh, this person's missing. That's what they're supposed to do, at least. But we, that's like unspoken rule. But you know what? What's more important, or not more important, but there, there are little things that people don't tell you, or that you probably don't tell your team, that you should be. For example, my ult is available. That is really important. And it doesn't matter what lane you're in. Because if you're in a solo lane, saying my ult is up, or letting or, or saying my ult is down, lets your jungler know you're ready. If you're in a duo lane, saying that your ult is up, lets your AD carry or support, whichever role you may be in, know that you're ready to kill somebody. Yeah, that's something and, Compy and I do a lot. We mm -hmm. we count down our ultimates. Yeah, I'll yeah. say I'm re I'm my ult's in 15 seconds, and yeah, we'll, you know, so it's even like one step further. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's how many times am I running towards lane and I'm sitting there going ult in 10? Yep. You know, it's it's that level of communication. You know, it's things like that you need to be letting people know. Um, something that we aren't very good at that we probably should get better at, and everyone should get better at is letting your team know when your flash is back up. Because let's face it, you know, everyone's but taking flash. Yeah. I mean, an important summoner skill uh, like that, you know, let them know. You know, my teleport is available. People tend to be better about that. But just communicate. Communicate. Yep. Yeah, I mean, especially like Warwick, or I do it on Alistair. I'll be like, I can flash stun. Yeah, Like, exactly. I got flash stun ready. Yeah, ults up, yeah. I can flash. Yeah. Makes for really good ganks. See that, people? You guys just got a small lesson in communication that we didn't even plan to have. Yeah. It's a freebie. That's illin to the max. Yeah. Low elo. <laughs> Maximum illin. Why do we have to keep constantly proving we're white? <laughs> um, maybe you're white. And yeah, man. I'm Compi Texan. Is, Compi is, oh, yeah. Compi is Texan, which is like... It's it's I'm not ninety eight percent Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, copy copy is Texan. But I will have you know that I am Asian. The Asian no, I'm not persuasion. Asian. No, I'm I'm Pacific Islander blood. It's not the same thing. It's totally better. It is. Yeah. 
You get all the tan. I mean, there lo- there's lots of Asians. But exactly. how many? How many? I mean, I bet you know like three or four Asians. Uh, but you only yeah. know one Pacific Islander. Well, my, my boss is a Pacific Islander, so it's from Hawaii. I'm just saying as a general rule. As a general rule. Okay. <laughs> Let's, I, I would ask the same question of Darky, except that technically he's a Pacific Islander. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think of yourself that way, Darky? Yes. All the time. Yeah. No, that's a no. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Darcy is a Pacific Islander. He's like the native Hawaiians from that South Park. With, butter, <laughs> with butters. <laughs> right. Oh, what were we talking about? Was it Sejuani or something like that? Yeah. Sejuani. Oh my gosh. We've, well, is it, okay. Let's, let's give final verdict on Sejuani. I think she's incredible. I think she could probably even use just a little bit of a of an adjustment i don't want to say nerf because that might get people excited over at riot but i'm talking like maybe she needs you know like her starting ad or movement speed tweaked a little something like you know it's one of those things i don't want her to touch the abilities because they feel powerful and that's the way you want them to feel but i don't think they're overpowered I, i feel like there's just a little bit of a scaling something going on there that could be tweaked I don't know. I've seen you win some one v ones like with little health that you definitely I know, should, should not have won. <laughs> well, okay. You know what? Here's something we didn't talk about: building. We did say that you can build a lot of different stuff. I just build health. Like the most successful build I found on her is you just stack crap tons of health, and just you know laugh as you charge people to death. And slowly chase them down in lanes, and you walk away with your 30 hit points. You know, it's like, <laughs> you can't kill Sejuani. She's two champions in one. <laughs> I mean, imagine if Hecarim was a guy riding a horse. That's how OP Sejuani is. Just put Garen on top of Hecarim. Right. Or Gar- Jarvan with his <laughs> Any champion on, front of, on top of Hecarim. <laughs> <clears throat> Ramus. We'll put Sejuani on top of Hecarim. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But my fi- my final word is that she is really good, and people are just beginning to discover that. So if you haven't played ever played Sejuani, now's the time before yeah. they nerf her. Sejuani Cij- <laughs> is dumb. Sejuani's stupid. Sejuani's stupid. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. But it's not the same kind of stupid that Blue Ezreal is. Right. Blue Ezreal just makes me want to hate you. But, but Sejuani's Sejuan- blue. Sejuani's like, oh, nice. You know, Sejuani has AP ratios on all four of her abilities. I'm thinking uh, Blue Sejuani. Yeah, if yeah. Blue was an AP build, but it's not. Well, but you can. <laughs> she can take advantage of everything. Yeah. That the blue build has to offer because she'll be get the constant on hits because no one can get away from her. Oh, Sejuani with a frozen fist. Oh my god. Yeah. Frozen. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> what I build on her when I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there is that moment of. And a Rylize. Oh god. If you get frozen of, fist, frozen heart, and a mirror mana. Wow. And a frozen mallet. And a frozen mallet and a warmog and a, and a <laughs> I sunfire I used to do that cape. on old Sejuani. <laughs> 
frozen mallet and rileys oh my gosh well old sejuani damage built i would get like if i got really ahead which happens sometimes uh i'd get the uh rod of ages as yeah. the jungler <laughs> you have to be pretty far ahead to pull that off but yeah. yeah, no, if if uh if I go a damage build with her now, it's it's actually not very creative. It's like Bork because I know I'll always be able to get my auto attack in. And actually I get a a uh frozen mallet because it's stupid. <laughs> and then a frozen fist and a frozen heart. Just get all the frozen yeah. items. Just get everything that's frozen, yeah. <laughs> it's ice cream Sejuani. Yeah. Best TV dinner, Sejuani. Yeah, Kid Cuisine, Sejuani. <laughs> kid Cuisine. <laughs> oh, the desserts in those were so terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, Just because like, you had to nuke them at the same time and yeah. the sprinkle the, packet. The, and you always brownie, forgot to take the sprinkle packet The brownie out. would always cook so it was oh, hard yeah, and, no, like, microwave burns. That's horrible. And <laughs> Could we get any more off-topic during this show? <laughs> All right. Moving on. Last week, last week... We asked you guys to replace Captain Kirk, and uh, surprisingly, nobody suggested that we just replace him with Captain Picard, which, you know... That would be my suggestion. Yeah, seriously. But until we get a (laughs) Captain Picard champion... Right? Oh my god. (laughs) Yep. I just won. Picard. I just won won the internet right there. Dude, Captain (laughs) Captain Picard, Locutus... Yes. Um. God, you know, what's he, his name? The the guy with the stupid laser hand. Help st- me out. Stupid laser hand. Yeah, he's got the hand Jim. coming out of his, his name. Is Jim? No, it's not Jim. God. Tom. <laughs> Why can't I think John? of him? He's like the best champion in the world. He's. Uh, I'm gonna pay for this one in the comments. I know it. He has the hand coming out of his back, and he shoots the laser Victor. that was... Yeah, Victor? there we go. Victor. <laughs> Locutus of Borg Victor. Yep. <laughs> I was thinking a Picard champion where his R, he would switch forms to be Locutus. That'd so be good. In his Captain Picard form, you know, he'd have the phaser, yeah. and like he'd do dramatic reading of something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I have no idea what anyone is talking about. Uh, shut up, shut up <laughs> All we're saying is that the winner of the game is Captain Picard. <laughs> here's the runners up. <laughs> okay, now I was hoping we'd have Rin <clears throat> to read this, but uh, we don't, so I'm going to try it. Summoner's Rift, the main frontier. Oh my god, no, don't do it in uh-huh. a girl voice. These are, the, par- okay. These are yeah. the perils of the starship picks. It's season three mission to protect new champions and seek out new builds and new plays to boldly go where no support has gone. Squirrel! It's Captain, all right. Captain Lulu, that action is illogical. You taste purple. Yeah. No, that's that was, good. Kovaroth. That was, <laughs> that was pretty creative. Yeah. Even if the even if the reading was less than inspired, ah, you know, oh my God. Captain up. Picard would have done it better. That was goddamn <laughs> terrifying at the start. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay. I couldn't have handled that, that's for sure. Ulysses says, uh, TF, Twisted Fate, would be the best replacement for Kirk because he's also a real hit with the ladies. It would make for a cool skin with for TF with the captain's uniform. And instead of cards, he would have different phaser settings. So how awesome would that be to say, he would say, like, set phaser to stun. Okay. It would, it would be his gold card. All right. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then his teleport would be beaming. You know, he'd beam in, which would be awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Ulysses <laughs> make also. the sound and everything. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Ulysses also attached an MP3 of himself whistling the theme from Monty Python's Flying Circus. Oh, okay. And then Devin says, Victor. He would sync up, you know, as a he would sync up to the bridge R two D two style. So Darcy, that's what? your favorite. <laughs> that's your favorite Star Trek character is R two D two, right? No, we <laughs> can't right? read the rest of this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, that's that's why. <laughs> okay. Now, if anyone here has ever actually seen an episode of the original series with Captain Kirk, the original series with Captain Kirk. They'll understand like why this 20s? is awesome. I think that you should replace him with Malphite. Do you remember any of the fist fights that Kirk got into? Oh, yeah, man. Like, he basically just threw his whole body at, <laughs> like, the people, and, like, they'd all fall over. Mm-hmm. Malphite. You'd never even know it was somebody different. I, I really like those old uh, punching sound effects, too. <laughs> <laughs> they, they sound like his ground slam. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfect fit. Well, thank you very much for your submissions for all of that. Uh, you can... Oh, man. Surprisingly, R2-D2, no one... R2-D2, really? No one said Draven. Yeah. It's because we said... Well, I said Draven. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> if we say it, they can't say it. Right. Okay, that's the rule. Right. So remember, people, for this week, if we say it, you can say it. You just can't say the same thing that we said about what we were saying about. Right. Um, This week, All-Star Shanghai is only a breath away, and the entire League of Legends esports world is moving to China for a weekend at least. So we ask you, which champion doesn't make it through customs, and will it affect the tournament? What did you say earlier, Jeff? Huh? That was very clever. Oh. Well, I don't um, want to say that because I don't... Oh, you don't want, want to give that one out? Yeah, because if, if people get the really clever one, I want to read it. Okay. And then if they if they don't read it, then I can just be clever on the next show. Okay. Or if you, someone does send it in and I feel like being clever on the next show, I just won't read it. <laughs> I'll be like... <laughs> and then that one person, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, Jeff just stole my entry. And it'll go on a personal crusade to bring me down. Which would be awesome. To you I say, bring it. I've always wanted someone to be on a personal crusade to take me down. It's like one of my, that's on my bucket list. It's not as much fun as you might think. No, it's kind of not very entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, like having a nemesis is only cool if you have superpowers. And podcasting isn't a superpower. Uh, I disagree. Okay. Well, let's move on to email. Uh, but if you want to send us your contest or, sorry, your game submissions, team at lowelo.com. I'll put it in the show notes, and I'll probably repeat, repeat it like four more times in this show. All right. Uh, we got an email from Wise Elder, and I'm paraphrasing a lot of this because it was really long, and I ended up reading it anyway. The basic idea is that he was very sad that Marn lost. Aww. And, and you know, after seeing the looks of absolute defeat on their faces, he realized they... that... No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was just realized... to say, they did look crushed. 
Yeah. Maybe they should have played better. <laughs> he realized that the the people in Marn, the team, they have nowhere to go from here. He thinks teams being kicked out of LCS is unprofessional. And he gives the example from, like, if the Lakers have an offseason, which, you know, getting eliminated, the, like, the first round of the playoffs is an offseason, apparently, for the Lakers. Um, they aren't kicked out of the NBA. Yeah, you hear about that really good California basketball team, the Golden State. Yeah, Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. A- apparently Oakland has a basketball team. But he <laughs> thinks that there should be like a B-team league. That's uh, not top. There is. And he wants to know how we feel about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but is that that yeah. is kind of weird never really thought like we were all excited like oh there's going to be new teams there's another chance for people to get become pro what's the other side i mean are we going to do see a where are they now on team marn <laughs> and it's like you know he's a, a, a vh1 where are they yeah, now? <laughs> yeah he's a used car salesman and you know uh, i don't know terrible fates for them all um you know I, I understand where this is coming from, but I also think that there's... I, I take issue with the uh, like obvious want to compare esports to traditional sports ball. But I think that esports, there's a real opportunity, and we're seeing the way it's evolving, uh, for it to be a very different sort of sporting uh, industry, where your seasons are you know, not structured in in the same way that, you know, sports ball seasons are, where team ownership isn't the same, where ownership of a team is no longer lo- uh, centered to a geographical region with a stadium because, you know, that's like, at least right now, people are from all over the place. The nature of these online games means that you can build a team out of people, uh, you know, from across the world and they can still just live in those places across the world until it comes time to compete in person. And then when they compete in person, it's just more efficient, at least right now, to have everyone gather up in a single place. Just a number of the differences between esports and traditional sports ball. I think it's okay right now that we eliminate teams. Because I think right now people are still trying to figure out what the best format is for having pro teams and pro players competing. Does, does that hurt like sponsorships? Like well, our company is going to be less likely to sponsor a team if they're, you know, can be eliminated. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But here's the thing. We're as successful as it all has been, as successful as season two was, we're still in the infancy of esports. We can all agree on that, right? We are in the infancy. If season 3 is a smashing success, who's to say we don't end up with a 16 team LCS in each region next year? Yeah. That would be a, a nightmare. God awful watch. amount of games. To <laughs> no. Well, I mean, <clears throat> think about it. You could have a regular season where, like, 16 teams with two to three games being played, you know, every... uh, I mean, they could even do them simultaneously. They probably wouldn't, but run them simultaneously, much like traditional sports ball. And then run, 
intermediate uh, series against each other, more frequent tournaments. Still best of one formats, no best of three, so things don't get dragged down. I think that was one of the best things that happened for this season, is a best of one format for season play. Which was our idea. Yeah? (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, Ryan. Yep, it's, you you can... I think... Here, you know what? Instead of asking for payment, if you guys ever want to just call us up, pick our brains. (laughs) We're available. Right. We're available to chat. We are not seeing any other MOBAs right now. I'll I'll give you my AIM name. (laughs) We can chat on the interwebs. We can chat on the IRCs. Um, But I, I, I think that we're in the infancy right now. It's okay to be eliminating teams because none of us are tied down to geographical regions uh unless we change the format of how we show games we can't have like 16 teams in lcs you know what i'm kind of excited too we are in the infancy but we have seen the beginnings of rumblings of like a college league yes which would be like in my opinion the first esports thing that is tied down to geographical region you know because it's specific college like yeah. well i mean there's there have been really successful college tournaments in the past um like call of duty actually had a really great uh and i know that there's probably no one listening to this who ever follows call of duty but call of duty had a really great college series uh last year called rivalries where they pit, uh, they pitted several colleges up against each other, and there were teams from those colleges representative that, you know, battled it out, and they had competitions for who got home field advantage for their finals and stuff like that. It was, you know, it was cool, and they actually had people watching and viewership, and people were excited. Um, I think that having a full fledged league would be awesome. Not just for League of Legends, but, you know, for StarCraft and whatever else people are deciding to play. Shoot Mania. People still playing Shoot Mania? Yeah, who knows. Um, But, yes, that would be cool. That would tie people down to geographical regions because it does hurt sponsorships. It's like, (laughs) I guarantee you. uh, Well, we all saw the shirts that Velocity was wearing (laughs) when they showed up. Yeah. Those shirts had their logo on it and nobody else's. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I have a hey, feeling at least that, like, they had shirts. There were, I think, Complexity didn't have a shirt at the yeah. beginning of season three, and yeah, right. Vulcan didn't either. Yeah, yeah. Vulcan didn't have Vulcan a shirt. Just, Vulcan just showed up in whatever clothes they woke up in. Yeah, and, which is basically what TSM does, you know, in whatever TSM shirt they happen to be wearing that day. <laughs> but uh, the, the thing is, though, is that. I can guarantee two weeks in, Velocity is going to have, you know, new shirts or jerseys or something with patches on them or logos, some kind of sponsorship. You know, it may be like Chiquita Banana because they're coming in as underdogs, but now they'll have sponsors. All those sponsors that Complexity and Marn had <laughs> are gone. Chiquita Banana? <laughs> what? Hey, I, I, you know what? If I was the head of marketing for Chiquita Banana Brand, I would be looking for new and creative outlets of advertising that opens up my market to a younger 
uh, you know, more hip crowd, and that would include college students and uh, gamers. I really think that there's room to expand the banana se- uh, bananas market in the 18 to 24 college-going male segment. <laughs> this is a long first email. Yeah, I, uh, I think we're done with email. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, no, pick one more. Pick one more. Okay. we got to do at least one one or more email. Okay, here's a question from Travis. He says, I love Graves and I have fun playing him, but I have this feeling I'm continuing to use a smoke screen wrong. I seem to only use it when I'm running or chasing. I hear it is a, I hear it is game-breaking, but it doesn't feel like it. Please, if you could help with some more strategic ways to use smoke screen, it would be awesome. Okay, so here's what you do. <laughs> you see your enemy AD carry walking up to last hits and minions? Drop a smoke screen on them. They will miss those minions. <laughs> and then lol. Or, you know, and like, then, uh, when your Malphite ults into, like, five people, <laughs> use your smoke screen. It's so good. and But it's one of those, I can understand why you don't feel like it's good when you use it, because you don't see the devastating effects of it. Only the enemies see the devastating effects of it. Yeah. I mean, how many times, Darkseid, have we been bottom lane and just be like, Damn it, smoke screen! Like it saves, like from getting the last hit to get a kill or, you know, anything. Yeah, if you can drop that smoke screen onto both players in bot lane, like if they're bunching out, just as your jungler comes in, they're gonna step out of that smoke screen and there's gonna be like a lease sin on them. They're like, what? <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, even if you're in a trading situation, and it's God, it's silly to get into a trading situation with Graves, but you know if they do. You can make sure that they lose that engagement by just dropping a smoke screen on them. Yeah. Because you're going to get in like a free two, maybe even three auto attacks before they can get out of it and start auto attacking you again. Unless they're Ezreal. Unless they're Ezreal, in which case they're just going to nuke you twice and then teleport out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What a stupid champion. Yeah. But smoke screen is really good. Just be liberal with it. I mean,. Uh, is it cheap? It's, set, it's most people recommend like Graves guides recommend that you like full up masteries on like mana regen mm-hmm. uh, because he's 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 more mana dependent than a lot of ads are. Oh okay. But uh, if you can get that mana regen from, I wouldn't suggest runes. Although some people do suggest getting like mana regen yellows. It's dangerous to not have armor, but. <sighs> Yeah, no, it's it's completely good. Completely good. Ill into the max. Yeah. All right. So just use it more often. Get used to it, right? That that's the advice. Yeah. Yeah, just I mean, in, is it good for phase, is it good for chasing just, and for running away? I mean, it it's all right it, for it running away. It slows as well. It slows, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's just, it's a really but, good trading tool, like you said. It's it's excellent in team fight if there's more than two people together, even just two people or even one. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well. And it is the most irritating thing in the lane phase ever, yeah, especially if there's a siege minion and you just about last hit it, and a smoke screen comes down, and you're just like, you're you're an asshole, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good way to deny gold. So. Yeah. No. It's. It will. You will get. 10 CS ahead of your lane opponent easily just from smokescreen because they will just miss CS because of it. Yeah. Rather than rather than queuing, which will push the lane because it's AoE, use smokescreen to to deny 
CS to your for your enemy. Gotcha. So that's the trade off. If you if people say oh, it costs too much mana, quit using Q. There, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, send further emails when you have them, and we will try not to answer them with gigantic long <laughs> diatribes on the status of League of Legends and esports in general, and the detrimental effects on individual players' and, lives. And Captain, orphans. And Captain and, Picard. Yeah, right, and Captain Picard and orphans. <laughs> and, God, we are an awesome show. <laughs> yeah, we I are. don't know where this episode went, but I don't understand any of it. You know where it went, Darsky? Like- it went where no podcast has gone before. <laughs> do, yes. do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 he doesn't know what that song card is. It's better than Kirk. Agreed. All I'm so, right. I'm so glad we agree because I don't know if we could be friends if you were a Kirk guy. Yeah, you're, you're probably <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's a polarizing issue. It is. What about what, what about oh, Deep Space Nine? Is that it? That's good. Babylon, no, it's not. Babylon it's bad. Six or Five? No, or, Copies has never seen it. Don't start this again. I have you know, seen it. You know Bad. where this goes. You're just in. You're in. You're fomenting dissent. That's what you're doing. Yeah, Darcy, quit it. Yeah, stop fomenting. <laughs> How about them Star Wars? <laughs> What's a Star Wars? You know What's what? I just Trek? realized nobody sent us a uh, pod. Weren't we asking for a podcast? Like a, a Star Wars or a Star Trek podcast? Yeah, Star Trek yeah. podcast. No one sent us a Star it's because Trek podcast. They'd, no one found any good ones. <laughs> Ouch. Burn. We should start one called Picard Owns Kirk. <laughs> the truth. Wasn't podcast. that Jeff's and, and just like, Guild Wars 2 name? Yes. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Your character in Guild Wars 2 is like Picard Owns Kirk or something. Oh my gosh, it was. You just gave away my my character name. Everyone's going to friend me now, and it's not going to matter because well, I don't When's play the last anymore. time you logged exactly. into Guild Wars 2? Hey, best MMO name ever, all right? Picard Owns Kirk. <laughs> wow, I can't believe Yeah, all that. those like 14-year-olds that you came across were totally just, yeah. wow, look at that guy. Like, How could he say something so controversial? Yep, I'm a, I'm a rabble rouser. I assume it's controversial. Mm-hmm. You know, one person versus another. iTunes reviews. Personally, they both suck. So. <clears throat> iTunes reviews. <laughs> Cisco's crap, though. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Podank Chug. I think Podank Chug. Man, he's making me work at this one. He says, okay, we get a lot of these. 10 out of 10 would bang. <laughs> um, we also have... Hold Madi, who says, "Great message, informative for all ranks of uh, all ranks of listeners." I'll give a five star if you add Darksky to the podcast cover art. Ooh, good point. That's a good idea. I think yeah. Darksky's earned that. Yeah, I think I need to add him to the cover art. Good. All right, thank you, Hold Madi. Um, but you already gave me five stars, so your leverage is gone. That's <laughs> not how you bargain, buddy. Uh, Lord Scooney says, best League of Legends podcast NA. Couldn't agree with you more. We didn't even have to solo another podcast to get the title. Uh, Meg- <laughs> this can't be real. It's just, it's just Meg- Spam. Yeah. I mean, that's the guy's name. His message is NetUA3VEM3U. Buy buy cheap fake (laughs) Ray-Bans. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, I'm not sure what's happening right there. That's that's kind of crazy. I'm I'm frightened. His main <laughs> message is uh, where will they or where they will bury you. What? what? Like, I I don't know. Like I I I feel like. Oh my gosh! Is this, is this one of those a like death threat? No, no. You know what this is? This is one of those ghost comments. Yeah. Like we read it, and then like a week from now, we're gonna get another comment. We're gonna read that one, and then like a ghost is gonna come through the computer and kill me. Yep. And well, as soon as we stop recording tonight, the phone's gonna ring. Oh my gosh! No, it it's, you'll, it's you'll the have internet. Seven days. My, my Skype will ring. My Skype yeah. Plus call will co- come up. Yeah. Oh, it's just a picture of Nocturne. Three oh. days. <laughs> I'm a little scared now. Uh, Udir OP says quality podcast. Quality, I enjoy it. Although pro stuff is boring, and I only really watch LCS for the uh, for Prawley and the odd one. Hey, me too. Overall, very funny and entertaining. Uh, Backyard Bandit says a must-have podcast, and. Lawrence Friday, uh, he says, you'll appreciate this copy. He says, wolf whistle in stars. I can't do a wolf whistle. And it's. How is that different from. I, it's like a. Isn't that. Is that a cat call? That's a cat call. That's a cat call. Okay. Someone email us a wolf whistle. But he says, fantastic podcast, although I don't understand why Darksky keeps complaining about being awesome. He said, okay, I can't read the rest of that. (laughs) Darcy's an Australian people. He's an Australian. He may be a time traveler as well, but he is most certainly Australian. Either way. Yeah, (laughs) Pacific Islander. (laughs) Technically correct. It, It is okay to refer to him as a Pacific Islander. Thank you for your reviews, everybody. That puts us to 590 five star reviews. Oh my God, 600. You know what? I think I got a I got a request from somebody who wanted us to read uh, reviews from like the Canadian store. Do you think I should do it? Is is it? Can you? Um, I think I can. I'm gonna well, do it like it's. I mean, ahead. it's kind of pain in the butt, but. Would you read them with green eggs and ham? <laughs> I wish. I Would wish. Wish we had them? someone who did a Canadian accent that could read them. A boot. Right. That's Which is the same as like a Minnesota accent. It really is. In fact, they're the same people. Are they the same place? Yeah. Have you it's... ever have you ever seen Canada and Minnesota in the same room? All I I just think of it as Bobby's mom from Bobby's World. Do you remember oh, yeah. that cartoon? Yes, I do. Oh, they don't you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel sorry for you, Jeff, when you go to edit this episode. What? I'm, yeah, no. Because it's, it's, it's like an hour and a half already. Yeah, it's it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty lengthy. All right, I'm gonna read one Canadian review. This is by Lil Higa one one seven. He says, "I have just started play League of Legends. I'm also trying to expand my podcast library. Low Elo has been a great podcast to listen to while I play. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Yay." Yeah, it looks like we just you know solved both your problems there. Yep, there we go. We we're problem solvers. We're solution oriented. <laughs> Thank you very much for all of your feedback. If you haven't done so already, we encourage you to log into iTunes. If you use it as a service, give us a five star review, and we would be more than happy to read it on the air. 
You can also email us at any time. It's team at lowelo.com. But if you'd like to get us individually, I can be reached on Twitter. I am EatGamer. Compy can be reached on Twitter. He is Dave, And Darsky can be reached on Twitter where he is that Darsky guy. All one word. You can also find us on Facebook. It's www.facebook.com slash community. Similarly, our streaming channel is twitch.tv slash community. But you can, of course, always find our stream on our super helpful website along with show notes, previous episodes, music, and our amazing community at www.lowelo.com. And you know what? It's been a while. I need to remember to plug this one. If you ever want to play some games with us on the stream, you're going to want to make sure that you hit up the chat rooms in-game, Low Elo, Low Elo 1, Low Elo 2, and so on, because they do fill up, and it does get pretty tough to get inside of them. But that's where we pull people from to play with us on stream. Make sure you're there if you want to be part of that. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. This is Low Elo, episode 71. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Crayons. This is my Texan co-host, Dave Quarles, aka Compy386. Yes, it is. That's me. And I was I was expecting you to say something Texan. Oh. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Shay Berlin, aka Darkski. Mate. <laughs> Crikey. No, you don't have to. G'day. <laughs> okay. Vegemite. <laughs> have you ever. Struth. Did they. What is truth? <laughs> oh boy. Hi, I'm Doxky. Do you have Marmite? This is Jackoffs. Um, yeah. So which do you prefer, Marmite or Vegemite? Vegemite? Yeah. I mean, they're both pretty gross though, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And on that bombshell, thank you for listening, everybody. And don't forget, stay classy. It's a dark There's a time to live and a time for a man to die. There are places for dead men in the earth and the sky. Don't you venture too far now, cause you can't come back. From the place where the good guys always dress in black. When you go to the old saloon at the dead south Rodeo.
Okay, hey, what is what is Struth? Yeah, what the hell is that? It's like Struth, mate. Crikey.